Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills and currently pastors the Ideasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Hewitt Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. It's testimony time! For we overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. Amen. Let's give it up for Ohima as she brings us her testimony. Let's keep clapping for her. Keep clapping. Hi, please. My name is Ohima. I'm from the Greater Love Gospel Choir. And my testimony is about how God delivered me from depression through the prayers of our Father Bishop Dag and our mother E.S. Joy. So, um, for some time, I used to get depressed a lot. Like, I was the mood changer of my room. If I, <laughs> if, I, if I enter the room and I'm upset, nobody's allowed to smile or anything. We are all sad in the room till I fall asleep. It was very serious. And mommy, I remember at a point I spoke to mommy. Mommy prayed with me. She was always talking to me. And by the grace of God, I came out of it. And just before we came to school this semester, I, just, I remember praying to God concerning the depression because I realized that there were times where I wanted to come back. So I prayed to God and I told him to help me just to be happy this whole semester. And the prayer really, really worked. Like all through the semester, I was really happy. Then just um, last week, I was robbed on my way from church. And I was so upset because my phone was taking my pace. I had to now go and do different new cards and everything. It was a lot of stress. So I was really, really upset. And just the day after, I found out that my laptop, which was not even with me, had been stolen from someone. And the funny thing is that, like, the whole hostel, it was only that room that was robbed. That particular room. So it was like, like... <laughs> so I got to that, like, God, why me point? Because it's like my phone, then the next day my laptop, like, what's all this? But then as I was, like, as I was almost sinking back into the depression, I remembered, I just heard a voice telling me that this is the work of the devil trying to make you depressed again. And at that point, I remembered the prayers that I prayed at home before coming. And I remembered that Bishop had prayed for us and Mommy had prayed for us concerning all of these things. And I said, no, I'll not allow myself to get depressed again. So I picked myself up. I started listening to music. I started listening to messages. And by the grace of God, I'm fine. I'm happy. And like nothing has happened to me. And I just want to tell everybody here that we should really, really believe in the prayers of Daddy and the prayers of our mother, Bishop um, E.S. Joy Philippe, because like you don't know you don't know where your miracle will come from. 
anything that they say, really believe it and God bless you. Amen. Amen. Wow. May the Lord deliver you from the spirit of depression. Amen. We have one more testimony. Let's give it up for Salma as she brings her testimony. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> My name is Salma Jobo and I'm a PRG pastor. Wow. I want to testify how through the prayers of our pastors, Bishop Doug and E.S. Joy, gave me a new phone. Wow. So, for like a year so and a half. Take your time. You said you have a new phone. A new, correct, Are you sitting down like, like that? <laughs> May the Lord give you a new phone. May all your old phones change. May you have an iPhone. May you have a new device in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. So, like for a year and a half now, I've not had a correct phone. You've not had a correct no. phone? Like a year and a half. I was using one, the network, the data is not strong, you can't give you, if someone sends you a message, you take like, I mean, a lot of hours before I come, then that one, the screen got broken, I went to use the one my office gave me, it's only Vodafone, I had to change my number to Vodafone, plenty to Wahala, so, once a while, when we come to church, Bishop, after the communion, he'll pray for new phones, so I was trusting God every day, they pray, I'll receive it, receive it. So it was past a year, when a year and a half or so. So one Sunday, I think last three weeks, I'm not sure, but it's just recent. Then mommy received the offering. Then she said, oh, lift up your phone. Mm. Mobile money. Then she finished praying the prayer. They said, oh, all people with old phones receive new phones. Receive a new phone in Jesus' name. Wow. <laughs> so in my head, I was saying in my head that, Mommy, me one year, I'll be believing this prayer, son. It's okay. As your pastor has said, you let's receive it. So I received it like that. So the following week, on Thursday, I got a call from my brother. She said, oh, are you busy? And I was like, oh, I'll, I'm around. He was like, okay, please. I'm just from the airport. Go to the Kumasi airport. I have sent you a new phone. This is the receipt. Go and pick it up. Wow. So, I just so as you sit down and as you believe their prophecies, every situation in your life is changing. Amen. It doesn't matter whether you are depressed. It doesn't matter whether you need a new phone. God is meeting you at the point of your need. In Jesus' name. Amen. So what do you have to tell the church? I just want to tell the church that don't be like me. Believe every prophecy that is spoken from this from this stage. Amen. It works. And I don't know why. I think God just had mercy on me because that day, the way I received mommy's prayers, I said, yo, amen. It said they said we should really say amen. So <laughs> we also said amen. But please, maybe God had mercy. But believe every word that is spoken from here and it works. Amen. Amen. Let's give it up for Salma. Oh, your hand clap is too weak. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Give your neighbor a high five. Said, my neighbor, we are about to be blessed. We are about to receive wisdom. We are about to receive understanding. Hallelujah. Because our pastor is here, the Bible says, 
Psalm 119 verse 130 says that the entrance of God's word it brings light and it brings understanding to the simple hallelujah as our pastor preaches today understanding is coming your way wisdom is coming your way hallelujah shall we stand to as we are standing to our feet put your hands together make some noise for our pastor es joy Let's pray. If you are sitting down, stand up. We are praying. Father, we thank you for this morning and we thank you that you've gathered us one more time. We give you praise because we are about to see another Christmas and we are thankful. It's not because we are any better than others who maybe have ended their lives before today, but it's only because your grace has allowed us. And so we thank you. I pray, Lord, that you will speak to us, that we will be blessed because we came. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, tell your neighbor, it's Christmas time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you, when you hear Christmas, your only mind is chicken. Christmas and chicken are almost uh, interchangeable words. But it's not like that. Oh. It's not like that. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I just want to say, because I'm sure that even more of us are going to travel, I noticed that some of you are traveling at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Please, oh, in this our house, we don't travel at those hours. Do you understand? Hey, you are very quiet. Uh -huh. Maybe you don't believe in such things, but this our country, the roads are very dangerous. Eh? Uh -huh. The roads are very, very dangerous. So please, if you decide to go at 1 a.m., my cover is not with you because our father's cover is also not with you. If you decide to go at 2 a.m., you are on your own as you are going. You can collect your life. Yes, you are an adult, so you can do what you want to do. Is that okay? I just got a call at 4.30 this morning. Our bus has hit a pothole. It has gone off the road. It has landed in the something. You are saying A. You are now saying A. I was too polite a pastor to say, so what should I do? But honestly, it was my first thought. What should I do? What are you doing? Because the person set off in the night. Hey. Amen. Some people do not understand that the Bible says Jesus Christ was the power and the wisdom of God. And they are think those two things, you need them. You cannot just go all power. Mm. Some stupid people will say that, oh, because, oh, after all, if you say you believe in God, then why do you do this or that? Why do you take medicine? Because the wisdom of God is also, yes, it's also for our use. Amen. So use wisdom. Now, if the day comes when you can't help it because of something, God will keep you. But don't, in your wisdom, make such a plan. Is that okay? Oh, is that okay? Just recognize where you stay. There are places in the world where people sleep. They don't lock their door. But this is our place. <laughs> hey! This is our place in which we live in it. Hey! Hallelujah. So anyway, I just had to start with that small message so that 
Amen. Now, I also need to say, there's going to be an announcement time after this, but I want to announce it myself that 31st night, we are going to Accra. If you are not going, are you here? If you are not going, it's not a problem. Bantama is there. Those of you who like convenience church, there's a very nice pastor at Bwedi. Find a nearby place and go. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Uh -huh. But this church is Bishop Doug's church. He's the pastor of the first love. And every 31st night, he lays hands on everybody who comes. I'm telling you, 10,000 people, 12,000. Me, I'm going for my share. So I like you, pa, but I'm going for my share. I really like you. You are very nice people. But I need that. I need that hand laid. And I need that word. So 31st night, I have asked for a bus. If you are interested in going, you pay your transport. The bus will go and the bus will return on the first. Is it okay? Why are you looking at me like you are annoyed? You are annoyed because of what? <laughs> uh -huh. And those of you who cannot be moved or who will not move or who by virtue of other situations, you know, sometimes other situations, please don't sit at home. Don't sit at Just go somewhere. And that's why I'm recommending Bantama to you. Uh -huh. Is it okay? Is it all right? Please ask your neighbor. The 31st night, where are you going? Where are you going? Uh huh. Okay. Today, I'm, look. <laughs> We're going to be here on Christmas Day also. Yes. And we'll have our Christmas service. Amen. Okay. Hallelujah. Today, I'm just going to preach for a short time, but I believe it's an important message, what it means to be humble as a servant. Now, this is the time to preach this message. Why? Because Christmas is about Christ, not about chicken. It's about Jesus, and it's a good time for us to remind ourselves about the things that Jesus stood for. And one of these things is that he stood for humility. I'm reading a scripture. I'm going to read it in the King James, then I'll go to the New Living Translation. In the King James, it says in Philippians chapter 2, I read from verse 6. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. Amen. Amen. Now let me read it in the New Living Translation for those of us who need modern English. Philippians 2, 6, going. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Amen. The Bible says that he gave up all privileges. As human beings, we like privileges. 
Please ask your neighbor, don't you like? All of us. How many of us agree that we like privileges? Hey! We all like. We like the ones that are due us. And the one that's not due us, if we get, we'll go and collect it and add. But the Bible says Jesus had privileges up there. Amen? Oh, are you there? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's still one God. Please, I don't want to go back into that teaching again. I think you understand. Uh-huh. So he was as much God as God the Father. But the decision was that we need one of us to go down there and sort these people out. And to sort us out, the Bible says that he put aside his privileges. Amen. Not only did he put aside his privileges, when he was even coming to earth, okay, you have already left heaven. If you are coming on earth, come and be born properly. Do you understand what I say properly? A proper place where they have human beings being born. And let us know that the Son of God has come. And let, I mean, let some things happen. Ah, is it not, I mean, is it not a reasonable expectation? At least come properly. Wobansu are nowhere. Manger. You see, it's because we don't use the word manger in Ghana. But if you can imagine a house where we keep our sheep and our goats and our cattle. You can imagine such a place. When you want to relax outside your house, that's not where you carry your chair. Huh? You now take your chair. They are going to relax inside the place where hey, like as they are burning Jesus and Mary shouting, hey, then the cows do say, oh, mom, hey, you see, I'm going into detail because we forget it. You know, we are used to hearing it. So the ridiculousness of it is really ridiculous. Really, really ridiculous. Are you there? Hey. I had a friend who had seven children. And she was a very small person. Very, very small. When I say small, very small. <laughs> So I, all her children are much bigger than she is today. All of them, they can all carry. So I asked her, I said, ah, we used to call her auntie. I said, auntie, seven children, you don't feel sorry for yourself. Then she said, and in those days, her husband was working. We were all working on some farm, so we're not even near ordinary civilization, Kakra. Then she said, oh, when she had her first child, she really suffered. And so she told God that, if she's to have more children, she wants to have delivered them how a chicken delivers an egg. <laughs> now, at the place where we're staying, all public transport, well, there was no public transport coming there. So when you want to go into town, you needed the station bus to take you. Are you there? And then she said to me, after that, her first children, all the other six, the station bus didn't meet her because God answered her prayer. She'll come outside her house as she's sweating from labor. There was a tree. She'll sit down and she'll deliver the baby like an egg. Then the child has come. Then the bus will arrive. Then they'll pick her and the child and carry her. The nearest hospital was, I think, the Legon Hospital. She says she's known for arriving with her baby. Are you there? So there are a few people like this, but for the rest of us, we need a place to have a baby. But Jesus came 
and he went to a place that's even more humble than when he, where human babies are born. Now, it may seem extreme, but I need to tell you something. The devil knew that God had planned a coup. He knew that God had planned to sort out our salvation himself. He didn't know exactly what it was or how God was going to appear here on earth. Amen. He didn't know how. So he was ready. Now, if you were the devil, how would you get ready for the entry of somebody who is the king of kings? Would you not go to the places where kings go? Would you not have your demons waiting at every entry point of every town? Wouldn't you have them spread around because somebody of stature is being expected? I came to announce to you today that by using the key of humility, God did a major swerve of the devil. And by the time Satan woke up, Jesus Christ was already right here on earth and ready to fulfill his commission. Humility is a master key to swerving the devil. Amen. Amen. It's a master key to doing anything. And you see that. So the whole entry of Jesus Christ, it came about using humility as a key. Hallelujah. Because Jesus could have protested. Hey, what is this? My first bed is going to be a feeding trough for those of you who do agric. Feeding trough. Where when we want to feed the sheep, we pour the feed there for them to go and eat. That's my bed. Jesus could have woken up and said that, I mean, all jokes aside, I said I was going to go, but you really don't have to do it. I mean, please. What, what, what are you doing? Let's be serious. What are you doing? Just because I said I would do so now, dear, you want the thing to pain me or what? Hey! But the Bible says that he just came. He didn't consider equality with God something to hold on to. But he put it aside. Many of us who are living, listening to me today, your life has it has gone in a certain way because of a certain humility that is not in your life. No, it's true. But maybe it has not occurred to you. That's why we are talking about it today. Your greatness in this life is life is tied to humility. The way of the world says that as you are moving along, begin to be more proud and begin to be more uplifted. And that is why in many places, somebody will say, as you look at me, am I your size? Am I your age? Why do you think that? That's the way of the world. But the way of God is exactly opposite that. Amen. The Bible says that, you see, the name of Jesus, eh? The Bible says that it's above every name, not just name here on earth. In heaven, there are things that when you get to heaven, you see, maybe, let me give you a description. If you arrive here on this campus and you want something or you want to do something, I'm the pastor here. So if you use my name, it will open some doors. If you use the name of your center director, it will open some other doors, but some too it will not open. Are you with me? Uh-huh. And so what the Bible is saying is that when you get up to heaven, no matter who you see there, if you have the name of Jesus, is higher than every name. Yeah. But it came by the door of humility. And somebody, I'm talking to you today because your life is going a certain way. Yeah. 
That's why today for two or three minutes, I'm just talking to you about what it means to be humble as a servant. Because many of us, if we are us, we'll say we are humble. And the reason why we'll say we are humble, the way you walk, the way you talk, you see. Yes, please. Yes, please. No. Meanwhile, you are so proud. You see. So allow me to enter. Because when I start to show it to you, you understand that you are proud. You have become very quiet. Why are you quiet? You are bored already. No, we are delivering ourselves so. I mean, when I was preparing for the service and the Lord showed me this, uh, I got to one of the points. I said, Lord, I won't preach it. I won't say. <laughs> I won't say. I said, oh, but Lord, can you not see that it applies to me? I cannot preach it. I won't say. Yeah. But I realized that it's better for us to diagnose the pride and see it and solve us for it. Or oh, you don't agree with me? So don't worry. If as we are reading the point, you find yourself inside. Don't worry. Oh, me that I'm preaching, I see myself also. I was reading one point. It says that one of the signs of pride is when you are so occupied with where you sit in the church. Meanwhile, hey. <laughs> Please ask your neighbor, is it catching your leg? Is it catching you? <laughs> are you there? Oh, when I say ask your neighbor, some of you are not, you are so proud, you are not even minding me. <laughs> but I want to make it practical, you see, because when I got to that point, I said, oh, Lord. Oh, because I'm imagining, I'm going back 31st. I'm going back to Accra. And the way our house is, the way our house is, if you put me at the back of the church, I will object. I will say, I won't sit there. Hey. Hmm. Are you there? Hey, the church is quiet again. Oh. So I'm just reading the points very quickly. You see, by this time, you should have had your copy of this book, Those Who Are Proud. If you don't have it, I will ask them. But I just want to read the points. So if you find yourself inside, then Jesus is showing us today to deliver ourselves from pride. Number one. When you are humble like a servant, you are happy and willing to do menial jobs. Hmm. Hmm. The Bible says in John chapter 6 and verse 12, after the feeding of the 5,000, the Bible says, when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. You should see our church every Sunday after service. Bola, everywhere. If we had asked you to collect it, Hey, ask your neighbor, can you collect the bala that's around? Is it possible? Hmm. Hmm. Amen, hey. Yeah. One of the things that we had a toilet here, I brought it down. I brought it down. Because it was a mess. And somebody asked me that. So, when are we going to put a toilet again? And I have only one problem with the toilet. When I put it, who will clean it? All these proud people sitting, you all want a place to go and pee, but we're all so proud we don't want to clean it. That's why there's no loose. So please. Hey. So since we are so proud, Charlie, just find some place and go and pee there. It's okay. Hey. Ask your neighbor if you are the one, we make you the, 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 the head of the Euro Toilets Bar Center. What, 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 what would you say? I'm continuing. 
When you are humble like a servant, you see, I'm just taking the points, but I really hope that you will get the book and meditate on it. Today is not a day for a very long sermon, and also the year is ending. Uh-huh. So next week, I'm sure I have another sermon. So I just want to take the points and just lead you to it. But I ask you to go and get the book and meditate on it a little. It will help you. Or oh, you don't understand. Don't sit here and tell me that, oh, me, I'm humble. Oh, I'm humble. No, 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 no. Assume you are proud. It's a safer thing. Assume and then find out that you are humble. It's better. Amen. Because poverty is, I mean, humility is not what you are thinking. Many people think that, oh, rich people are proud. And it's true, many rich people are proud. But there are many poor people who are even more proud. Yes. It's called idiopathic pride. Pride without a reason. Oh. I remember recently when I collapsed the choir because of their misbehaviors. And then we reconstituted the choir and stuff. And I remember a few people who were supposed to have come back into the reconstituted choir. And they decided that I won't come. It's pride. It's just pride. I can't be corrected. Be there. Oh. I say, I won't beg you. Who will not beg you at all. Hey. Are you there? Or you're angry already? The anger cry is a manifestation. <laughs> yes. When you are humble like a servant, you are content with meager or basic conditions for your life. Yeah. Jesus said in Luke 9 58 Jesus said unto him foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests but the son of man hath not where to lay his head hey Israel this was one of my chicken points <laughs> number three when you are humble like a servant you are willing to be trained in your work wow Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 13 says, Better is a poor and a wise child than an old and foolish king who will no more be admonished. Yeah. And this church, we have seen it. Uh, we have been here when the church has been run in a certain way and then a change has come. And that change has required a certain humility to learn how to do the same things in a different way. Then you see people. Is the reason why many of you have been in the church for a long time. You don't do anything in the church. Because you are too proud to be retrained. You feel that, eh, this is how we have been doing it. And when you do that, you lose the move of God. God is always moving and always doing something different. Yes. And that is why you will see that in the history of the church, a revival will come and there's a way of doing things and it's going on like that. When the revival begins to go down, it goes down because people now get stuck in the ways that things are. So God has to move to another group of people. And we have a leader who says, I don't want God to move to another group of people. We better just adjust. Yes, I mean, I can't adjust. Me, I've been doing this every day, this and that, every time this one, day, that's why many of you should be centered like this. You are not. I don't mind where you look. You can look straight or okay, but I don't mind. I don't mind at all. Yeah, but is the reason? Is the reason because the thing has changed and you need a certain training, but you have become stuck in your ways? Because of what? How old are you? In this church that we are, how old are we? But we cannot change. You can't just maneuver. 
You see, it's your pride that is speaking. And today, they have come for you. I'm addressing it directly. Yeah. I'm addressing it directly. Can you not see how your life is being made a waste? Can't you see? Can you not see? You used to be a spiritual person working in the church. Today, what is your spiritual use? All because you cannot be retrained. All because you cannot be taught to do the same thing a different way. The Bible says that the wind bloweth where it listeth. And nobody knows the direction of it. Where it is going, where it is coming. So is anybody who is born of the Spirit. And that's why you see that the thing seems to be going like this, like this, and then suddenly it's going another way. And you that flexibility. It takes humility to be flexible. That's why some wives, you can't sleep with your husband anymore. You can't be flexible. Yeah. Once a bit of flexibility, after they have a daho, wawa board, wawa board, we say, Jesus say, na yeyano. Allow me. Yeah. Because we are a church that a lot of things change. We didn't used to have 10 year olds in the service. We didn't used to have 10 year olds. One day, we realized that the devil has trapped so many before the age of 10. And so we discovered that no, those who are able to hear and understand, let them be in the adult service. Yeah. After a while, the decision was made. Instead of a lot of small, 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 small branches, consolidate just to a center, gather in one place. Because gathering also has another power. Hey, come and see people. Come and see people. You have made yourself useless. Because of your pride. And you see, what you can't see is that the work of God is going on. It's you who has been sidetracked. Oh, it's true. Because you cannot be trained. Better is a poor and a wise child. And that's why today it's children who are working in the ministry. And if we cannot be humble enough, then it will pass us by. it is true it is true you have to stand there and look at the thing the children who are being used today in the church is the church growing better and faster than it did before or is it growing slower and you will discover that they are far more anointed than we the older ones so just shut up look at what they do learn from it correct yourself and keep moving no it's, it's real Hmm. You shouldn't have come to church today. Oh, it's true. Hmm. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. And you should watch out, oh. You should watch out. Yeah, you should watch out. Because that is how people, whole nations, whole people, whole generations, they get left behind. Today, God forgive me for mentioning the church, but the Methodist church is a shadow of what it was under its leader. Because of the tendency of human beings to cement things that God is doing. Yeah, It's like, that's how we used to do it. So this is how it must be done. Praises and worship and word. Order of service, hymn number one. 
and this, hymn number two. So when the Holy Ghost comes and says that it's time for a fresh wind and a new thing, we're not able to change. And that's why you sit down there, you see dancing stars, and your mind is open. Hey, what is this that they are doing? But where were you when the souls were being won because of those children? Where were you? Before you open your mouth to criticize what you don't understand. Because as you are criticizing them, you no. Know, today I will take them to go and do a crusade. I won't take you because that negative spirit won't bring even one lame fish. It won't bring. It won't bring. Yeah. All because of a lack of humility. Me, I don't know about you. But me, I've stood there and said, actually, these children, they have something I want to learn. I want to see. I want to know. I want to do. I want to do. You can be there, stuck in the mud. We will meet Jesus soon. When you are humble like a servant, you patiently wait for instructions. Hmm. I don't want to enter. The night, the day will spoil. Matthew 8, 9. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh, and to my servants, do this, and he doeth it. When you are a humble person, you do things, you wait for instructions. Have you not seen people when they are not well, don't they wait for the doctor? Sickness has a way of humbling you. And some of you, you want to see sickness before you understand that you are humble. Yeah. I have so many people, you want to come and see me. Oh, I was coming to see you, but there were people. What do you expect there to be? Are you not also a people? You have to join the people who are waiting and come. Then you have the day, some of you go and say, eh? the pastors of today, the way that they are, they think that they are this. May the Holy Ghost strike your mouth. Oh, allow me. Allow me, because I'm so aggrieved in spirit today. I tell you. Just like how you have to come and see me, that's how another person too has to come. If does that person not have a right? So just wait a little. Just wait. Who are we that we cannot wait? I also have where I go that I have to wait. What's your problem? And as you for you to you have where people have to wait for you. What's your problem? Allow me to preach, Tims. Allow me to preach. You see, because then it becomes as though one doesn't like you, one is not looking after you, but it's not that. You don't have the humility to wait. What should I do? When I come, the church is full from there to there, there to there. Do you know the number of people who come to see me every Sunday? And from when I leave here, the reason why I leave, and sometimes you see me leaving, I, I just need five minutes to catch my breath because as soon as church is over, it starts. Pam, 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 pam. It will go like that. Ah. Allow. When you are humble like a servant, you can be sent anywhere. I don't even want to enter that one. Most of you, you have become such that I cannot send you. I can't even tell you to come. No, it's true. Uh, please ask your neighbor Friday night, were you here? Just ask your neighbor for me, humbly. Many of you who think that you are adults who work, you were not here. Because you think that you have come to a certain place. You have delivered yourself from such things. There was a time when carol service, it was done by the adults. Because the young people have exams. But we have come to the place where you have made yourselves so big. Nobody can call you. You are busy. You are moving. 
Mm. I ain't back. I'm just bored. <laughs> no, it is true. It's true. And so I just came to warn you from the pulpit. Yeah. Watch yourself. What have you become? God has blessed you. Is it God's blessing that he made a mistake? What about churches where there are no students to do Carol's Night? Don't they have Carol's Night? Don't they go to church? Is the church not full? So just because you have seen younger people, you now think you are big. Be careful that God does not show you your smallness. You have forgotten where we came from with this church. You have forgotten. Let me leave you before I sin. Mm. When you are humble like a servant, you don't need to be thanked or acknowledged for everything. Luke chapter 17 verse 10. So likewise you, when you have done all those things which are commanded of you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. You have just done that which is, which is needed. Nobody has to come and be thanking you. Ah, we have to be praising you. Oh, choir, the singing was very nice. I thank God I have a choir that they don't wait for such things. When we have to keep thanking you, it's a sign that you are not a child of the house. No, it's a sign. Which child in the house? The parents have to keep thanking them. Which child? Which child? Even an adult child in the house, when you come, they don't have to keep thanking you. So the sign that we have to keep thanking you, I don't know what you are. Today, I'm going to release every single one of you that doesn't want to be here. Go to another church. Don't be here. That's all. Oh yeah, I refuse to be the pastor of people who want to waste their lives and who will not serve God. I won't be your pastor. No way. No way. Hmm. Mm. Last one. When you are humble like a servant, you want to serve. When you lose this humility, you do not want to serve anymore. You rather want people to serve you. The scripture there is Luke chapter 8, verse 2 to 3. And when certain women, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. They felt that they were privileged to do something for God. But some of you, you have stopped. It's not even that you feel privileged. Yeah. You can't serve God anymore. Today is this excuse. Tomorrow is that excuse. The next day is that excuse. Let me just tell you something. eh? Me, I want to serve God. That's all I want. I want to serve God and I want to be surrounded by people who also want to serve God. If you want to sit down and warm the church and only come to church on Sunday, you can find so many places to go. And today I release you to go there. Because I notice many of you have made yourself Sunday church comers. I don't need Sunday church comers. I don't need it. Go where backslidden people go. Only Sunday they go to church. Then they give God one and a half hours, maximum two. Then they go. Here in this church, we waste your time. Yeah, we waste it. We have not planned to stop. Yeah. In the year that is coming, the year that is coming, we plan to serve him even more. Yeah. It is the year of the shepherd. And so if you are here, 
you have given your life to Christ over a period of time and you are here be ready to shepherd somebody or go and find another church I will not be your pastor I won't I won't mm. I don't know that I'm teaching at all yeah. but somewhere we must get to a place and say the nonsense must just stop Yeah, it must stop and for me that is where I have reached the nonsense must stop. Yeah. If you are going to serve God, nobody has even said you are doing a lot of things. No. The little that you are doing, constant, on it, all the time. That's all. That's all. God doesn't call us and give us more than we can carry. But what he does not like is to be in the convenient position. When it is convenient for you, you serve him. When it's not convenient, you drop him. No, 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 no. No, 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 no not at all. That one he doesn't like. Some of the people who are dancing here, they can't preach to anybody. But they can dance. And so you see them all night they are doing. This they are doing. Over and over. Over and over. That's what they can do. Some too. They say I can't do anything on the stage. I can only pray. So they pray. And they pray. And they pray. And they pray. Yeah. Whatever it is that you can do. This coming year, we are going to serve God, I tell you. Yeah. We are going to serve God. Yeah. Maybe you don't know anybody who died this year, but I know a lot. Yeah. I know a lot. And one of the things I have discovered is that death, it doesn't know age. It doesn't wait. It doesn't know age. Yeah. You don't know when your time is. You don't know. But this year, yeah, find some humility. Find some humility. Some of you, the reason why you are not able to serve God anymore is because somebody corrected you. Mm-hmm. Or somebody spoke to you in a way that we didn't, you didn't like. Mm. Mm. Are you there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you see, all those things, and God brings them to keep us humble. Some of you cry even as I'm speaking from the place here. You are, you are bored. Your demons, your demons are the ones waking up. Hey, but do you know, do you know what I was doing? I don't need to know what you were doing. Those demons should just shut up. Next time when you are coming, leave them at the gate. Don't bring them to church with you. Hey. Oh, the fire. This fire I poured water on it. Oh. Ah. Have you seen the Australia fires that are burning? That's the fire that I feel, not this one. This one is just, this one is just some small something big. Ask your neighbor that this one crying and you cannot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Stand to your feet. And start repenting. Those of you workers who cannot serve God, start repenting right where you are standing. Mm. If you are standing by a worker, ask them, are you one of them? Busy, 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 sir. Will you be here? Yeah. And many people in Kumasi, when you correct them, they get angry. It's because you were not corrected as a child. But the house of God is for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction that the man of God will be fit fit and ready for good works bow down your head and start repenting 
thank you for each young person standing in front here. I pray, oh God, that you will write their name in the book of life. And that on that day when they stand before Jesus, Lord, their name will be in that book. Watch over them and help them, oh God. Keep them till that day in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIDSA. God richly bless you.